0: <laughs> me, 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 <laughs> me.
1: We can do our own music. We don't need
0: Alex. We can just, bite a little bit, bite, bite. just totally throw it <laughs> off the wall. <laughs>
1: Honestly, um, be like, me, 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 We decided to not play our music this week either.
0: <laughs> Get with it. <laughs> <laughs> be fucking positive. <laughs> be fucking cool and listen to our mouth music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and i like phrase. Oh, I hated that.
0: And welcome to Everything We Can't See, the podcast. What's up? How are you all? This is episode four, and this week we will be doing our favorite legends. My name is Chandler, and I am half of the hosts.
1: And I'm the other half Denise.
0: (laughs) How are you doing over there? What's going on? How was your weekend? Good. That was
1: hard to get through. I'm the other half. Uh, It was great. Um, I spent time dog sitting for a friend, and I didn't steal the dog and take him home with me, so I would say that's a win.
0: Um, How about you? Okay, that weekend sounds incredible, just hanging with the dog. Um, My weekend was good. We spent a day with my dad, did a hike, and then we went out to lunch, so... I don't know where you all are at, but like in Washington where we are, our lockdown recently lifted. So that means we get to go to restaurants and I don't know why, but I need to know why I love overspending money on mediocre food. Like I love being served something not that great and paying way too much for it.
1: I'm so glad you didn't leave that sentence with, I like being served and stopped it there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, honestly, I, <laughs> honestly, uh, at this point, though, any food that isn't made by me is what I want. And I love the fact that I get free chips and salsa now when I go out to like a Mexican restaurant, because that's what I've missed is oh, yeah. free chips and salsa. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. now I'm craving it now. Crap. <laughs> Um, other than my now
0: craving, thank you. Uh, what do we have going on Chandler? (laughs) So let's see. So it's Tuesday, June 23rd for us right now. And, um, we're doing something really exciting. Uh, so we're expanding, uh, we've kind of decided that we have loved serving up some really spooky and thrilling things for our audience, but we've decided that maybe some uplifting entertainment is maybe a little bit better for us and better for you. <laughs> so instead of talking about violence and like some horrible atrocities, we're just gonna like swerve around to the good stuff and the fun stuff. Um, but I know some of you were really looking forward to us talking about the Black Dahlia and us talking about Dr. Hodel. Don't worry. We are going to shame the shit out of him in due time. I promise that will happen.
1: We loved learning about Dr. Hodel. I mean, I don't know about love. That's kind of a strong word. It was very interesting <laughs> to learn about his life. Um, and we're excited, honestly, to put it on hold and give you guys something really lighthearted because we definitely need something lighthearted, So uh, I'm pretty excited to hear
0: about what we have going on today. Yeah. So like I said, we're going to expand. So our category of like what we'll be talking about in the future is going to be still ghosts, still kind of hauntings like that. It's going to be also legends and myths and then also spirituality. We'll mix that in as well. So today is going to be the first episode of Legends and Myths. Uh, and our episode today, especially, will be about some of our personal faves. So I'll be talking about Bigfoot, Sasquatch, uh, my favorite mythical creature, and Denise. I think you're going to be taken away with some Greek mythology. Yeah.
1: Um. So here's a quick mini legend for you from the Greek gods. Uh, I find this legend very interesting because it's the first time I've really heard of a nymph denying a god and being like screw you I'm gonna be independent and I find that amazing. Um, So this story is about Apollo and Daphne. In Greek mythology Apollo was a god of light and it was his job to pull the sun across the sky in his four horse chariot every day. He has also been referred to as a god of music, poetry, art, medicine, knowledge, plague, and archery. Apollo was also the son of Zeus, the god of thunder. Apollo was also famous for being an auricular god and had two cults in Delphi and Delios. I'm saying this all incorrectly and I apologize. People would. (laughs) It happens. People would come from all over the world to learn from Apollo and what their future held. It was believed that as a god of both medicine and plague, Apollo could also heal people uh, as well as cause disease by shooting people with his
0: arrows. Kind of counterintuitive. (laughs)
1: Uh, Too much power. And it's ironic because... You'll find out. Um, (laughs) Apollo one day was being quite snippy and short with the God of Love, which was Arrows, and mocked him for using a bow and arrow. Apparently, he said this to mock Arrows. What are you doing with such big weapons, you naughty boy? Oh, that's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine saying that to someone seriously in, like, making fun of sense of like Chandler you naughty girl (laughs) yeah
0: it's like so (laughs) flirty
1: (laughs) it's so flirty but so condescending like you naughty boy (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that translation that was my favorite translation to clarify Anyway, so arrows clearly felt insulted. And if the gods are good for anything in Greek mythology, it's definitely vengeance. Um, So angry because Apollo insulted him and his weapons, he pulled out two of his arrows and shot Apollo with a golden arrow. Then he decides to shoot Daphne with an arrow made out of lead. This makes Apollo fall in love with Daphne. Daphne was a naiad nymph in Greek mythology and was the daughter of a river god. She was famous for being incredibly beautiful and for catching the eye of Apollo. However, Daphne was determined to remain unmarried and untouched by a man for the rest of her life, which I completely respect that, especially considering the way Greek gods worked. They were uh, very aggressive people who, once a Greek male god set their eyes on a female Greek god, the female didn't really have a choice most of the guys within sorry most of the men within um, <laughs> Greek mythology kind of suck and they're kind of hot-headed and like definitely not what I would try to go for okay so basically after Apollo and Daphne both get shot with the arrows Apollo basically turns into every girl's nightmare and becomes massively obsessed with Daphne. But due to Apollo hitting her with a lead arrow, it made Daphne have the opposite feelings of Apollo and actually she began to loathe him. So arrows really set him up for failure. Uh, Not only does she find him super creepy, go figure, uh, she finds him massively unattractive, which I think (laughs) is so funny because... Apollo was described as a very good-looking god. And due to her previous wants and desires of wanting to be independent on top of a lead arrow, it basically led her to finding him extra unattractive. And she basically just wanted to lead lead a very independent life, play some nymph sports in the forest, hanging out with her gals. I think that's how I picture it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, just a bunch of small gals everywhere um,
1: so Apollo begins becoming very stalker-like and she tries her best to ignore him uh Daphine for a while is able to manage her distance stay away from him until Eros decided to help him quote-unquote
0: get the girl wow he sounds like such a nice guy like like, in a bad way, (laughs) like, wants the girl so badly, but then thinks, like, everything that he's doing is right, but it's actually so wrong.
1: Because, basically, he's putting his needs above hers. Completely. Right? He sucks. What a god. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Is that an insult now can that be I'm not sure that's hilarious <laughs> uh, I just find it very ironic that arrows decided to help considering this whole situation happened because he was about her over getting insulted over his weapons so arrows decides to help it's making the situation more difficult for Daphne so Daphne actually turns to the River God who is her father and pleaded for him to free her from Apollo. Her father's kind of a cool guy. He supported Daphne and also um, being independent and not being with the God which is pretty cool. Her dad decided to do something else instead. Daphne began to feel a numbness in her body and realized that her body was becoming a tree. Her skin started developing as if it were bark and her hair turned into leaves. Before Daphne realizes, she turns into a laurel tree. Apollo is still infatuated with her, so he uses his powers of eternal youth and immortality to make Daphne's laurel leaves evergreen. Which, ironically, I didn't know this, but it's why the leaves of a laurel tree do not decay, supposedly. Hmm. I had no Um, idea. Right? It's kind of a cool random fact of the yeah, day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but sadly, after Daphne had been transformed into a laurel, a- Apollo made it weird and creepy and decided to make the plant sacred and wear it as clothing.
0: Um, That's so weird. <laughs> that She's so a weird.
1: tree and still can't get away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Being used as clothing instead.
1: um another random fact that i learned is that laurel is actually in the greek language the word for Daphne.
0: oh that's so funny
1: actually right kind of sweet but kind of sad um (laughs) but moral of the story is is that Daphne was determined to avoid a guy so she'd rather be a tree than be with him and with that that concludes the estranged love story of Daphne and Apollo so Chandler tell us about dear
0: old sassy <laughs> I will love to take it away because that was an incredible story about trees and love kind of but also not so like I said earlier I am a huge fan of uh, Sasquatch Bigfoot and so that's why I thought it'd be so important to start off this episode with my favorite with one of the things I love the most. Sasquatch or Bigfoot is a large and mysterious humanoid creature. Sasquatch is an anglicization of the name Sasquatch from the Malem language spoken by the people of Stalo, which is located on the stolen land on the west coast of British Columbia. The origin of the name Bigfoot actually comes from the year 1958, so when northern Californian loggers noticed huge footprints around the area. The local newspaper, the Humboldt Times, uh, a writer there, Andrew Gonzoli, wrote a little plush, fun Sunday morning read. You know, it was very um, soft writing. It wasn't necessarily like investigative. So he does a piece and it freaking slaps. So what do you do when something slaps? You keep slapping. And so Andrew and his colleague, they go out and they continue to report on this place. And so over time, with a little bit of publicity, the loggers start to actually um, give this creature a name. And so with that, those footprints comes Bigfoot. So that originated in 1958. Uh, And then once Bigfoot had their name, the media on this myth absolutely took off. So newspapers all over the country Um, started reporting and started talking about, ooh, what's this like new creature on the uh, west coast of the US? And so it just like really takes off. And then all of a sudden, Bigfoot gets their television debut on Truth or Consequences, which is a very long running uh, television show. Um, and at the time, in the late 1950s, that television show offered $1,000 to the first person that could prove the existence of Bigfoot. So from there, you can kind of see that like they are a media icon, and it's kind of gonna stick with that. You're gonna notice that there's a lot of uh, media publicity on this creature, uh, but there's also a lot of um, like experiences and folklore behind it as well. So let's see. So what are Sasquatches actually like in theory? Uh, So theoretically, the adult male is about eight feet tall and they could weigh about 800 pounds. Um, They are known to be, um, they can whistle, they can also like scream and screech, uh, which would be absolutely terrifying, mind you. That does not sound like a fun time, like all of a sudden just hearing a screech in the middle of the woods. Um, I would say a hard pass on that one. Exactly, like an eight foot tall being just like screaming in the void. I'd rather not. (laughs) So, like I said, like that was in Northern California when Bigfoot got its first name. But where do they actually live? Like where are they known to maybe live? Bigfoot is said to be primarily located on the Pacific coast of North America. But today we see reports like all over the U.S., uh, the Northeast, the East Coast of the U.S. Uh, have disproportionately higher sightings of Sasquatches. So where don't we actually see Bigfoots in the U.S.? Well, you guessed it, it's the landlocked West. So kind of Utah, Nevada, um, places in that region, they have way less forestry and way less habitat that actually uh, is kind of meant, supposedly, for Sasquatch uh, beings. So that's kind of like the idea is that like there's so much more um, like plains and fields versus like tall trees to hide behind. So why do people really believe in the existence of Sasquatch? So I would first start with the sheer amount of sightings uh, has launched thousands of people into investigating their existence. Some sightings of a quote-unquote wild man go as far back as 1904 from residents in the Oregon countryside. Uh, One of the more popular accounts that we'll kind of divulge into today is from the 1920s. Um, So in the 1920s, Fred Beck and a group of miners uh, go into the Mount St. Helens forest, mountain area. And so Fred Beck has retold this story in his book, I Fought the Ape Man of Mount St. Helens, Washington. His book vividly describes the event in July 1924 in a large canyon in the Cascade Mountain Range. Fred was one of the five miners that were staying in a cabin near their work site. So for a full week before this, every evening, the men would hear noises outside of the cabin one whistle from the far side of the canyon and a returning whistle to the near side so you would hear them supposedly whistling and communicating from across the canyon above the cabin so super freaky and then so the day prior to the infamous attack uh he claims to have seen a big hairy creature and he actually shot at it (laughs) so in in my head that seems a lot like provocation to what's to come Uh, And so, in the evening, the men all fall asleep, and, you know, it's all peaceful and good. They actually don't hear any noises. And then, around midnight, a loud bang strikes out, and they're all awoken. All of the men can hear feet trampling around the cabin, and they're all claiming that they all saw about three creatures. Um, Since it was so dark, like, they don't know for sure if it was just three, but... It sounded like many more creatures than just three, but supposedly, if they have that big of feet, then like who knows how loud their footsteps are. Anyways, so the creatures began banging on the walls of the building and the door. So it's super loud, and it seems like they're actually trying to like push down the building. Luckily, it's like a log cabin. That thing is sturdy as shit, so it's not going down. But upon the banging and all of that all of that commotion the men decide to return fire and so (laughs) with that the creatures decide to climb on the roof and with that the men start firing they're firing all over and so that means that all of the um, chinking in between logs so the binder that keeps the logs there for the building is actually... Thank you so much for clarifying. Yeah, I know. I, I had to look it up myself and I was like, that is dangerously close to a slur. So I really need to know what that means. Um, I at first
1: was like chinking. Is yeah, she like, that's... explaining a sassy term that I don't
0: know? Yeah. Like... <laughs> like, did I just make that up? No, it's it's like a thing. So like, you know, what keeps it sealed, that's kind of the sealant of a log cabin. And so when they're shooting through this stuff, it's obviously being broken, right? So you can kind of see outside. So once all of the chinking is kind of more uh, vulnerable to maybe an arm, (laughs) uh, I'm going to read through a little passage. So he cites that one of the most frightening experiences of that night was, quote, when one of the creatures being close to the cabin reached an arm through the chinking space and seized one of our axes by the handle. A much written about incident and a true one. Before the thing could pull out the axe, I swiftly turned the head of the axe upright so that it caught on the logs and at the same time Hank shot, barely missing my hand. The attack went into intervals and... There would be minutes of quiet, and then chaos releases. So it's it's kind of an ebb and flow. It seems like the creatures are, you know, hesitant about the, the shots being fired, but they're also very aggressive about reaching in to the cabin. And clearly, like he said, like Fred said, that um, his friend Hank almost shot his own arm off trying to shoot at this other animal's arm. So... The supposed attack lasted about all night and ended right at the dawn. So right before dawn is when they noticed that it was all quiet and they decided to go outside to kind of see the damage and see what's going on. And clearly everything's fine because it is light out and supposedly Sasquatches are nocturnal as well. There's not necessarily evidence necessarily of that, but that's a good story to kind of uh, mention that. So I like it. Yeah, right? Uh, So once the men are like, okay, coast is clear, they literally do not pack anything. They scurry down the hill. They are done with all their their belongings that were in the cabin. They leave them. They bring their guns, and they're they're out. So they are spooked. And so once they go home to Kelso, Washington, which is also in Washington, um, they all kind of make a pact, like, don't say anything, you know, don't mention anything. And the friend that I had mentioned, Hank, not Fred, Hank goes out to the local bar one evening and is just spouting off about sasquatches or, um, you know, a big hairy wild man creature attacking. And that's kind of like what started um, a bigger conversation in Washington about Bigfoot. Because Mount St. Helens is super, you know, vital to our community and that kind of just like spread in the newspaper for a while um, and it's still talked about today. I, when I was researching this, um, I found a lot of articles about this same story and it's just like opinion piece after opinion piece about how vital this um, account was. So, we're talking about accounts, but let's talk about some science. So, the science community does not easily welcome the study of Bigfoot. So, two physical anthropologists that have put years into the work of Bigfoot research and cryptozoology as a whole are Jeff Meldrum at Idaho State University and Grover Krantz at Washington State University and they're the ones that have actually found evidence of dermal ridges within of footprints. And these two also were among the first people to begin a rigid visual of what Bigfoot would look like uh, based upon the footprints and based upon um, certain sightings that have been proven to be a little bit more valid than others. And then there are others that have tried to link uh, modern day Bigfoot ideals, so what the idea of Bigfoot would be to past extinct species. So, like the Gigantopothesis and Paranthropus Robustus, uh, both of these extinct species families are either found in Africa and Asia. Their fossils look what could be a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, uh, but neither of them are hominin descent, which is um, that they're not recognized as past ancestors of humans. So, Why I mention this is because a lot of people say that Sasquatches or Bigfoots are more intelligent than just a regular animal. I mean, that's kind of the theory is that why have they been able to be in private for so long without being uh, caught? Uh, So that's kind of why they say that it needs to be a hominin descent to really link up um, an extinct species with this supposed creature. And so like I said, there are even sightings today. Uh, In the recent months when New York was coming out of their lockdown, people started noticing that there were more sightings in New York than previously understood. So they found multiple prints and even dens. So a big den and then they also found a smaller den um, the smaller den to me is less compelling than the bigger den because the bigger den is so much bigger. Uh, it's like an apartment for a Sasquatch. Um, and so, the more odd accounts that have come out in the recent years, um, accounts of large hairy creatures coming onto private land and invading people's gardens for their vegetables, people will try to shoo these creatures away, you know, try to get them off of their land. And some stories relay that. Sasquatch is throwing back some squashes, uh, throwing back any type of vegetable if a landowner is not liking their, uh, location (laughs) and their thievery also. Um, so that was kind of just like a little pinprick in what Sasquatch and Bigfoot lore is. Um, I could talk about this for hours if you liked this episode make sure to let us know on our socials we love hearing your feedback especially with this new expansion um we want to know what you think about it what you like um and as the first legends myth episode i feel like it's a super good representation of us um
1: unrequited love and sasquatch
0: yeah (laughs) Like, we're both so different, and that's, like, what we both picked. Like, we didn't even want to, like, collab. We just, like, saw our raw opportunity and just took it.
1: A raw opportunity. Raw opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, thank you for listening to Everything We Can't See, the podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. We have been keeping our socials up to date with our changes and what we're doing behind the scenes. Also, please feel free to send us an email at everythingwecan'tsee at gmail.com to submit your personal spooky stories, happy stories, um, any favorite legends of yours or anything you want to hear about. We want to know. We want to chat and figure out what else we can do to entertain you. So, well,
0: stay legendary.
1: Mythical? Mythical? Stay spooky. Stay spooky.